1: Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future.
2: 15, 15, 15, 15, just fifteen bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than forty gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Thanks for counting us in with Countdown. I have a, you know, should we pretend a week has passed? Of course. What a week it's been, guys. We're We're still here in the studio. (laughs) We haven't left. left.
4: We're recording from last week because we're afraid we're going to be on lockdown at some point in the current future. And we care for our creeps.
5: That's what we did. My main concern was how are we going to keep the creep going? Really? Keep on creeping on.
3: It's creep cam and. Keep going. What's that? For? Keep creep, creep, calm and calm, and calm down. <laughs> we need to do a carry, carry own on creep, creep poster. We need th- people need escapism. It's creep down and creep on, isn't it? No. Calm down it's and carry keep
4: on? on creeping on. Keep calm and carry on.
3: <laughs> creep calm and carry on. There we go. We Thank got you. there
5: in the end. <laughs> Maybe we all have the virus.
3: I think that I have. Delirium. Probably a little bit of what I'm going to talk about on today's episode. What do we have this week? My lovelies, I've got a Twitter feed. OK, what do you have? I have uh, my headline is the worst kind of cannibalism is the forced cannibalism. Excellent, ah, great. right on brand. Yeah.
5: Um, I don't have a clickbait headline yet, but I have <laughs>
3: a, um, a a. A good story. Okay, so I have a creature that's gonna start sucking the tits and therefore brain cells right out of my nips um in a minute, so shall I go first because do yeah. mine has science in it? Yes, please. concerned about my ability to relate this story okay, go excellent look we're just we're all trying our hardest just,
4: thanks Cass. I'm sucking just, a, a don't mint, be too nice you know I'll start crying. sweet in my mouth just to keep my mouth moist, would you like? to do something like Part- that
3: partake yeah i might do that in a minute I that know, sounds I'll, like something fun like to look did forward you? To you i right have now, lovely I little i have
5: lovely little sucky sweets downstairs i can grab you after you tell
3: your story after the story what kind of sucky sweets oh
5: no they're the like creatures awakening in the corner the quickly, creatures Sophie, stirring
3: quickly. okay so obviously we're all that apple into drops. the pandemic <laughs> um of this day and age and it brought me back to an epidemic of our youth Mad cow disease oh. uh, Yes Do you yes. remember all the
4: maths we had
3: to walk that in? That was foot, foot maths. Oh, I yeah. loved that though Mad cow mad That cow was scary It was earlier yeah. It was like We were about eight or nine CBD CBJ <laughs> BSE
4: BSE
3: BC B- <laughs> Jeez Never mind You're actually kind of confusing B-C-D me BCD
4: Before
5: Cassie Delaney If you guys were eight or nine
3: <laughs> BSE Sorry oh, I, It's you. the big sucky epidemic That's what it stands for B.S.E. I was about to say, yeah, like this probably didn't really affect you. Were you even on solid foods yet? I was in probably 1994? Just, uh, just a dirty thought. Just a dirty thought <laughs> in Trisha's
4: mind.
5: Disgusting.
3: <laughs> just a little bit
5: of spunk no, I was in your around. father's bowl.
4: Oh, lovely. Well, I mean, let's just call it like it is.
5: I uh, no, I
3: was around. I was. I was. I would have been in
5: 1994,
3: Post I was spunk four, four. She was just about on solid foods, but not eating British meat. No, she wasn't. So do you guys remember it? Like, I actually remember this panic quite vividly because it had a great name, which was very, you know, for a kid. Yeah, it was was illustrative of a panic. The cows were mad. I remember the victims. I remember
4: footage of the victims. It was absolutely the human victims. Yeah, Yeah, wasn't
3: it? Oh, totally. So I listened for prepping for this. A brilliant Short podcast called Witness Which is a BBC podcast Oh yeah yeah Or it's a radio show That they've podcasting It's just so solid aren't Just it? well I It's think.
4: like the Marks And Spencers of ear <sighs> stuff
5: isn't They are, they like are high quality. very, very good, yeah. It was BBC radio documentaries that got me into podcasting. Yeah, not mm.
3: surprised. Mm. They're so good. Yeah, and actually Desert Island Discs is a great comfort listen in yes. these trying times. No, not at the moment, man. They're but really don't listen to the Mary Berry episode. Meza Beza has had some serious Massively yeah, very but sad. very sad. Jesus, she's
4: some But woman. guys, it's gone m- re- majorly downhill in terms of the quality of celebrities that
3: they're attracting. <laughs> it's because they've done them all It's but been around for like do. 80 years Yeah and that's the thing Some of their best episodes Are like totally not the celebs Like there's one An Iranian uh, architect This woman I can't remember her name It's one of my favourite episodes ever But it had, is since the change of host Or She was Yeah sorry She's new host Yeah New host is Sue No who's Sue Frawley was the original. Yeah. yeah Yeah and uh, then Kirsty. So and kirsty has gone of course Oh And I haven't listened to any now Of Lauren Laverne Oh, wow. is it Lauren Laverne? Lauren
4: Laverne is amazing. It's is just it? I think whoever she's just been on a, a bad run of boringness. Okay,
3: so we've sidelined now into a little okay. review. Sorry, of
5: <laughs> back into great. while we're on the podcast rex though. Okay. Nobody's yeah, own on uh, the new RT true crime
3: podcast is very good. Okay, And sure if we're doing Thank that. You. I don't know if we've ever gotten around to talking about Root of Evil on this. We will do an actual whole Whole episode. episode Let's do a whole episode. Yeah, you're right. Um, Okay, so uh, I was listening to this podcast called Witness, and they did interviews with two people who lost... um, So one man, Martin, had lost his teenage daughter um, to the human version of mad cow disease, which is um, creutzfeldt jakob That's right. Or... It was called the variant Creutzfeldt, Jakob, just to be specific here. So that was when it manifested in humans. Where was he in England? These two people were in England. Um, The woman interviewed uh, Sarah. He was Martin. She was Sarah. She'd lost her husband. And which is a nice story. They did find each other. Oh, go away Because he lost his daughter And then months later He lost his wife to cancer oh, And Jesus. they met in a kind of um, You know kind of victims advocacy group And um, they got married And so there is Like I don't know Would to it say it's a happy ending oh. On the interview They basically were like Look we really don't really Talk about our old lives that much It's literally like A complete cut off point For them all Totally traumatized by this So what happened basically In the 80s um, is that they believe um, the outbreak among the cows of BSE or mad cow disease um, started with the forced cannibalism? Get the fr-
4: hang on a second. Between so that's cows. B- for cows. So they were feeding cows. Sorry, Cassie a high to just cows.
3: she's getting a, a series of tampons <laughs> cr- crunching <laughs> out of her back here. Do you want me to stop? No, no, go ahead. it's grand. Just look looking like for those. So that's it in the eighties. In the um, British farming industry, there was a widespread practice of feeding cows a high protein feed supplement that was called meat and bone meal, Hmm. MBM. And it contained remains of other animals, like including cattle. So it was. But cows are. It was an an incident of forced cannibalism in that. Well, yeah, but they were feeding them this high protein feed to bulk them up. Yes, exactly. It's like supplementing their diet. And um, basically, they believed that some of the, the remains of dead cattle in this feed had developed the disease, um, which can happen spontaneously um, in rare cases. But then if you want to spread that shit, you just start eating the people and animals that have had it. And that'll just spread like fucking wildfire. So unlike wildfire. now, we're talking about something you have to ingest. You have rather to eat it. Yeah. Upon. You can't like get rubbed up by it <laughs> and develop it. Which you eat it, you consume it, right? It
4: me- meant you could contain it if you just limited, eliminated one, which is obviously disastrous for the beef industry. But
3: it was a complete disaster for the beef industry. Mm, yeah. Like uh, there was a 10-year ban on um, Ten British years. beef. Yeah, And so... It started among the cows, and then people started to develop, to develop it by the early nineties. And they didn't like they didn't know what they were looking at initially in in humans because it, it before that would have occurred in such a tiny percentage of people, and also usually only in later life. And this kind of disease, the um, the Creutz Jakob's yeah, Jesus it's yeah. Creutzfeldt Jakob yeah. um, it's similar to dementia in some ways because. Um, it would be like motor function declining um, It's it's a relative of Alzheimer's and dementia Kind of medically oh, speaking So it attacks the brain, the brain. It. And um, it would also cause like tremors Like you'd see it in the cows that it affected They were mad looking Like they were shaky They eventually lost the ability to walk In humans there would be like involuntary laughing Tremors um, A t- personality change Like that guy Martin was talking about his teenage daughter And they initially were treating her with psychiatric care for about a year because they thought this was the most extreme um, case of depression they'd ever seen wow. manifest. God. Yeah. And it wasn't like a neurologist didn't get a hold of her until about a year in. And it, I mean, it was far too late. And um, had just they have got her
4: before that, could they have? Previ- was there
3: anything? No uh, medication to treat sadly? Her to no, there wasn't. And as of the uh, 2010s, they believe that about 177 people died as a direct result of that British outbreak. Which, yes, it's a low That's a point high, in the population. That's a high,
4: very high number of...
3: But also, they believe that this disease has a really long incubation period for certain people. So, they think that there is still a second wave of that outbreak. Get out of here. Yeah, so some people, this can incubate for up to 30 years in them. Fuck! Now, would yeah. that be young people that it would incubate longer, presumably? It's actually not necessarily young people that it would incubate longer in it's people who have a certain type of strand in their dna it's like a literally a slight difference in their makeup that affects them differently and uh, so what they're saying is that there could still be an onslaught a second wave of the bse outbreak and is still it coming a
4: bacteria is it a it's a virus what is
3: it so what it is is well so i was like what is it and um i was thinking this really reminds me of this book i read recently and um, that is a Piece of fiction and it's a fucking brilliant book and I recommend it to everyone. It's called The People in the Trees. Okay. And it's about a scientist who discovers um, a disease that is very, very like um, Kreutz. Oh, fucking hell. It's a hard one. It's, it's a hard word. The, uh, uh, the <laughs> it's mad game. <cave. laughs> yeah, it's very like Kreutzfeldt Jakob. And uh, it um, is in the book. The scientist travels to Papua New Guinea to study a tribe that are all being affected by this disease and so i was like i wonder if hannah jesus what's her name she is a really hard name she wrote a little life uh is her second book which is huge uh a huge hit and her name is hannah fucking hell so sorry don't worry yana jihara Hannah Jihara. She's an amazing writer. Anyway, I googled what it was based on and it is indeed based on a true story of the person who discovered this disease in a tribe in Papua New Guinea in the 1950s. So CB, we're going Mad from tribe. 90s. Yeah. Okay. We're so going it- to dial back to the 1950s um, where a tribe, a remote tribe called the FOR, Fore, Fore, F-O-R-E, um, and had a huge epidemic and were losing thousands of their numbers, mainly children and women oh. to this disease that they called Kuru, which comes from their word for to shake. It's also called the mm. laughing death okay. because sufferers, much like with mad cow disease, um, sort of began with an onslaught of like tremors, Involuntary laughing, grimacing, smiling um, then loss of function, like unable to walk, eat. They were eventually de- dead within the year. Wow. And it was children and women. What were they eating that the men weren't? So it took them fucking years to figure this out. So in that time, this scientist guy called Daniel um, Carlton Gadjusek. I watched a documentary side note that's absolutely brilliant about him. I'll shout it at the end but I watched it with subtitles on because they were interviewing a lot of people from different parts of the world and it was just kind of easier and they kept calling him just Caddyshack like the film instead of his name, which is Gajusek. And uh, sorry, I just thought that was, that tickled me. And you know what? Nothing else about this story did fucking tickle me. So I needed something to tickle me. So anyway, Gajusek was born in New York and he was a a really eminent scientist. He'd gone to Harvard in the 40s and been like one of their youngest ever graduates from medical school at the age of like 21. He was, you know, just a prodigy. He was unbelievable. And he um, did a lot of traveling And research and he wound up rocking up to Papua New Guinea in the 50s right in the middle of this epidemic that was taking out women and children and um, they were desperate to find out the cause. Because they thought that it was connected maybe to Parkinson's and Alzheimer's because of some of the similarities um, in how it presented. But like he had loads of difficulty. He had to basically completely live among the tribes people and completely kind of like align himself with them massively to gain their trust to like help. Well, for starters, to help them cope with the epidemic, but also to... um, you know, seek permission for autopsies of the dead mm. and things like that. Well, we are presumably whatever their burial routine. Their well, were. their burial re- routine was really pertinent. So they practiced funerary cannibalism, which is where, as a kind of a, a ritual and an honor, they eat their dead or some of their dead. Jen's face right now <laughs> is just not appetizing.
4: It, it, you can sort of see. Wh- why? Why? Yeah. Like you, you know, consume them. And in, yeah,
3: I mean, there's plenty of, you know, kind of consuming, yeah, like in even uh, even Christianity. Just to,
4: just exactly, in the way that you keep a part of someone with you at all, it's just a literal kind of way of doing that, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Just I mean, to not let
4: them go, to keep them. And you could see why a mother might eat her, if you've had a kid, there's this weird impulse to eat the kid. This is, everyone I've spoken to as a kid, yeah, you could agree. You could literally this, devour them. They're it's, it's so delicious. It's something weird. Cassie looks weird. It's, it's, I don't know. You just want to eat your own babies. So I can see like if somebody died, if, and if it happened to be one of my children, why there might
3: be still an impulse to eat them. Well, I do see how if... Okay, let's move on. Cause anyway. I don't know if we're going to get everyone on side with this. I, I just can't stop <laughs> thinking about that episode literally. of My Strange Addiction
5: where the woman was eating her husband's ashes. Oh.
3: Oh. What'd they taste like
5: Cat I'd imagine cat litter, yeah. dry.
3: Oof, I'd say. But I like mean, you would need to introduce a fluid left in it. I in mean, why ashes water? broth? Just dipping her finger in like a dib dab. If you put ashes in a cake or something, I think that would be totally grand. Oh, there's no way it's not going to do you any harm mm. after that. But it's oh, in well, like well, it, it would depends, be tasty. Actually. I don't think it would compromise the flavor but or it, texture. It is. obviously would be my main concern. Doing these people harm. And this was doing these people harm, right? And so they were cooking their dead and cooking. They yeah. were cooking it. They do cook the meat and some organs and things like that. And the thing was that, like, the men in the tribes tended to eat the muscle and like the good stuff. Well, yeah. Well, because the women would eat brains and organs. Which and would you rather? The women and children would kind of share them. Yeah, yeah. and that's how the it brains. started to spread like wildfire in Just the, the women tribe and among the women and children. And um, I feel sick. So. so, like, genuinely. I could vomit. How they yeah, discovered said. this was that Gadjishak or Caddyshack, uh, whichever, has, um, was bringing some of the kind of like brain matter of the dead tribes people back to a lab in the States. And like, he went from literally like r- trying to rub it on lab rats to see what, the, was it a contact illness? You know, to eventually injecting um, primates with some of the kind of brain matter and tissue that was from infected people. And it, Was still not manifesting until literally suddenly years later. So you had to be with the infected uh, like animal uh, for like a couple of years before you might even start to see any effects. But then it would take them down like that. And this version of um uh, i'm just gonna call him kreuzhek like in yeah. uh, x-files <laughs> kreuzhek yakov um has an even longer incubation period than bse it can be up to 50 years that's incredible so oh they were going back to the tribespeople, people and long after they'd convinced them to abandon the funerary uh, cannibalism there was yeah they were, still, they were dying. still developing it and still dying so yeah. of course the tribespeople people were like
4: well you got that wrong so we'll continue with what we're doing I mean I think they were
3: yeah like it's kind of mad because this whole scenario brings up loads of different kind of questions of like politics in sort of what is worth it in the name of scientific advancement anthropological kind of debate about inserting yourself into a community in a society that's completely separate to yours Mm -hmm. Um, it's the whole there's so much to think about with this story now just a quick chat about what it actually is so what they discovered the Kuru or Krojczyk was it was like a slow-moving virus that was caused by something in the brain called a prion and its prions are made up of normal ordinarily harmless proteins however these proteins are misshapen and folded into the wrong permutation and when this misshapen wrong protein enters the host this prion it teaches the body's Proper correct Good proteins product. to all follow its incorrect pattern mm. and it can take a long time but it's devastating to the brain. So it basically turns the brain into a holy sponge that's like riddled with just holes and it's um it's like a the, the mad cow disease is the best known example of this prion disease.
4: And can you test for it before you're. Having
3: any symptoms Presumably not I think that a Brain scan scan. Might show Because it literally Looks like a You know like a Sea sponge It makes your Okay If you say it's dormant In you
4: then Like herpes Or like one of those Viral viruses That lay dormant If you're in If it's in there You've no way Well for this specific one I presume There's no way of telling Whether you have it or not, unless you unless took you a just biopsy start. of a part, you know, some yeah. proteins in your brain, which nobody's gonna do, yeah,
3: until the symptoms kick off. I don't think there's any way of anticipating, kind of, no. And if unless there's you no way of that, infected.
4: when you're looking at then cattle, and it, it, can you like like yeah, say let I mean, mother, for
3: what happened in the 80s and 90s, it was fucking devastating for a disease yeah. like this to enter the food chain. Absolutely, but yeah.
4: good in the sense that you can just, as a person. Uh, take that piece of food out of your diet and be safe.
3: Yeah, but like, for example, so this was quoted in The Lancet, which is actually, you know, a peer-reviewed proper scientific journal or whatever. What else? And um, one doctor was saying like that we can't forget that almost every person in the UK was exposed to the agent that causes it Mm, during that because it went through the entire food chain because it's not just in burgers, it's in cakes containing gelatin, cosmetics containing beef-derived chemicals. There's just... You know, and like for a country that's so like heavily, you know, reliant mm. on beef and things like that. Actually, was ingested insane. and used those products for years before they noticed yeah. or before they realized. And so. if they continued with this, like you know, animal-based protein supplement that was also fed to sheep and other kind of, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of hard to even. So how did it sort of sort itself stop? out? Well, as we said, that we don't know. It's potentially lying dormant yeah. in people. This, sorry, this is me just literally trying to be an alarmist. No, no, no. no. But, it, I mean, it, I read it, it in The Guardian. It almost
4: definitely <laughs> is.
3: So anyway, do you, are you ready for the turn to just take a hard left? Sorry, oh, are you ready you for the story question. to take a hard left? You
4: can't pass this. It's not a genetic. You can be genetically predisposed in terms of whatever if, protein. If you have a specific protein that kind of allows, that will follow suit with the kind of bad protein, then you're not going to get it but you're still carrying it can you pass it from human to human without consuming the brains or you know no probably and you're not going to pass it to your offspring either i, um, mean, I wonder does it change your no, dna no but like there of- is
3: some illnesses like familial alzheimers there is a um a hereditary element but that's a predisposition rather than an inherited No it's an inherited ne- It's a genetic that Deformity is, Yeah but okay. that's I mean that's I, like, I'm is. not going to claim To have any kind of Real knowledge on any of this stuff Except that for example It was suggested to me Oh yeah. would you consider Getting tested yourself Yeah And um, I opted for no because there's enough things to stress about. Well, now you've um, got a whole
4: new wave of stuff to stress
3: about. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is cases where this uh, creutzfeldt um disease has like kind of spontaneously occurred. Um, like there was one in 2013 in the states, which was from contaminated medical instruments, mm-hmm. and it was considered a very freak incident. Up, and it? it took out a man, basically. So are you ready for an extremely bizarre and horrifying left turn in this yeah, story? Yeah. Okay. So do you remember what I was kind of like touching on a bit there earlier? Sorry, touching on not a great word, sorry. Uh, well rubbing against rubbing against, rubbing against elbow some bumping. of the kind of political sort of uh issues with studying uh native people yeah. and Introducing them to Western ways and exposing them to Western illnesses as well or True. Yeah. And so for Caddyshack, um, um, you know, he actually kind of entered into the forays life a lot in Papua New Guinea as he worked with them over years and years and years. And um, so then like during the course of his research trips, he started bringing back uh, children to live with them in the United States from, from the tribes um, mostly male children. And he actually started to adopt them um, and providing them with like opportunity for kind of education, Mm -hmm. go to college. um. Now, no, I would say there might be a point where this seems like not bad. But I would say the red flag moment was long past by the time Caddyshack had actually brought 56 children Excuse wow. me. And adopted them back into the United States. To his home. To his home. what, what sized home did he have? He had he did have a large home, but Fifty six big big people in a hotel. A now they it is like over a period of many years, so I'm not sure at the height of his kind of family how many people how many kids were living in the home. Do you know the kind of way? Yeah. Yeah. Did he have a wife? But it definitely seems like you'd be in the double digits defo. Yeah. Because was he just delivering children home to
4: somebody else and then uh, going back to Papua New Guinea?
3: No, I mean he wasn't trafficking them. Okay. But and he but he didn't have a wife and he was gay. But that's like separate to the fact that he also was, was abusing a them. paedophile. Oh, that's great! Oh. Now it's crazy because oh, for fuck's sake, as it, he was bringing them so back bad, from the it? kind of sixties and seventies. But no accusations ever made until the nineties, when one of his children, you know, now a grown man, accused him of molesting him as a child. Great. Yeah. Like taking them from
4: fucking hell zone. Everyone's dead. This white man coming over to fiddle them and plonk
3: them. Where do you live? I think it was uh, Washington. In, somewhere. Or in no, States. it's upstate New York, I think. Upstate New York.
4: What a fuckery. What uh, a cunt. It's but all, that is just the... L- like his motivation there that whole time. Was it just to take them all? Was it for, to take the kids?
3: It's so bizarre. Like, so he basically won the Nobel Prize. By the way, in physio- physiology it's just and like medicine. Like the Michael Jackson argument all over again. Are we? Supposed no, no, to no. Just, I'm just. I'm just oh, saying no, no. this is an important point. Yeah. So, in 1976, he won the Nobel Prize in science, and he was so respected. Like, it's in the scientific community. Like, you know, there's just kind of. I don't think there's an uh, equivalent in. Nowadays. Any other kind of you know more mainstream community like he Madonna? was just massive. No, I think like literally saint like his yeah. own brother actually was interviewed and said like there is no one closer to a saint in my mind. Like oh my god, Carlton Caddyshack, well. Ga- a- aka Caddyshack. Yeah,
4: that is so depressing.
3: So isn't it? Now lots mm. of people in his um, you know group of friends and stuff like that, didn't necessarily know like anything about his sexual orientation or anything like that. He didn't really have relationships. So a lot of them described them kind of seeing him as kind of an asexual kind of character. And um, so he, there has been many of his children who have said they never experienced any abuse. But But as many as seven um, did eventually come out and say that they had had Uh, inappropriate relations with him as children and he he himself has said the most off the wall things like about his view on paedophilia as being an acceptable practice and that literally you know uptight western Society doesn't understand it Gross Okay so it's very clear That he's so admitted it's, it So it. it's really not up for debate That he did this Yeah it's, oh, it's absolutely Bananas Why is there always Why can no one just be good Why didn't anyone Say around the kind of mid 80s Be like How many kids do you have now Caddyshack Because that's a fucking lot of kids Are you looking after those kids properly If you have 56 adopted kids I don't really know if he had like a staff, for example, like in the fictionalized take on this story. Um, the people in the trees, it did seem like he did have a staff. The people in the trees helped. Um, but yeah, and the thing is, like, loads of the. So I watched a documentary, another BBC, actually. Um, and I do recommend it. It is fascinating, but it is kind of a bit of a horror How as really? well. And it's called "The Genius and the Boys," oh, and um, you can actually watch it the whole thing for free on YouTube. Um and it's in the final scenes of that he offers some of his take on what he believes is totally normal relations between adult men sorry and he's alive boys. no he died shortly after this documentary okay. was made um at the I'm age of like us. 80 that's not him that's a you want to see Gaddy shack so he died aged 85 um that's him there i mean he's God, this,
4: that is just so depressing. So his Nobel pri- P, uh, Prize was won on the back of his research into this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so mad because in a way, like, it's, it's bonkers to be like, oh, as he was kind of, like, getting all his qualifications and developing his interest in specific fields in science, there's no, I mean, it's too insane to think that he went, I'm going to go to Papua New Guinea and I'm going to kind of exploit people there yeah. for my... Sexual um, Predilections mm. Do you know what I mean It's such a Strange Collision of events That brought him To these kind of Vulnerable people These vulnerable kids yeah. Do you know what I mean It's It's totally mad And the What are we Documentary, documentary
4: Supposed to do With that type of information Like what
3: What is The protocol
4: For dealing with something awful Yeah
3: He served 12 months In um, jail For this, for the for on for abusing seven kids, twelve months. Why twelve months? So he agreed a plea deal, agreed to plead guilty, um, served twelve months and then moved to Europe and literally, that was the end of any issue for him. Did he keep contact with his his kids? Yeah, I I don't know. Like one of the children who was interviewed was um one of the few young girls that he adopted, and she was like, I believe my siblings. But I love my dad and it was very heartbreaking, you know, And the thing is that like as well, like talk about cognitive dissonance, like he was giving them a life uh, and an education and things like that that would never have been possible. But then on the other hand, you're like, yes, but like you're taking them from their world where those things aren't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're you're per- depriving we're them of the life that they were going to have. It's yeah, very hard to assumption and presumption that your life is better. Exactly. Th- th- that anything yeah. is better about the way we do things versus the way these children were raised to do things. And because they were so stripped of everything they d- that was normal to them, wouldn't yeah. they be I the mean, most so isolated? Uh, yeah. The, the easiest
4: victims for him to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like, there's just no question.
3: And then also there was this really strange kind of like argument put forward by him that there was kind of like um like paedophilic traditions among the tribes where some of these children had come from, which is I it's also kind of debatable. I don't know like I didn't find any source that I categorically was like, okay, I trust yeah, but that. Yeah, that does because he's reporting yeah, yeah. family he 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 and also not a member of that, the tribe. No, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I'm not in oh, any no, no. way trying to say this justifies it. But oh, I'm just know, saying it's no, another, another not, angle, it's another argument. element that he brought to it to basically kind of say this, this is normal where they come from, ergo.
5: But I, I mean, I'm sure there is in in certain indigenous tribes, and even like today, there there is no regulation or laws against. Child marriages, mm. you know, and th- that is an issue that we face in the world currently, that there are still children who are trafficked and still children who were forced into marriage yeah. under the umbrella of that's what their culture allows. Mm. But I don't think, you know, it's not it's not to to um, elevate one culture over another to say that that's wrong just mm. because we believe it's wrong here. It's wrong because a child cannot consent. possibly consent, mm. regardless of. Regardless of culture or race or origin or tradition, a child who is a child, an early teen, cannot consent.
4: Yeah, I agree. What? So fuck this guy.
3: A crazy thing to try and get your head around too is that this guy, fuck Caddyshack, but also he potentially saved thousands of lives Again. come the uh, outbreak of Macau in the 80s and 90s because they yeah, wouldn't have known... There's elements of like that disease that they would not have known about without his research. So it's but just but we also can't it's a know fuck. that somebody else could
4: have come totally a, in and done the same amount of research and discovered the same thing
3: he did without molesting anybody. It's a terrible thing that it's a repeated um, attack that like white people have perpetrated over and over. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. <laughs> know, it's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's really. Um, it's just the lowest of the low, isn't it?
4: To, to target the most vulnerable in the world and the
3: specifically most vulnerable, and to kind of bring in that people. belief of superiority, mm.
5: do you know? We, I mean, it's a, it's an abuse of power because, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure him coming in as the scientist as the knowing person would really. have commanded
3: a certain respect, and he did he things like bring penicillin you. to the tribes to magically cure them and bring their, them on side. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, the. Genius and the Boys is the documentary on YouTube Recommend. That I really recommend it's fascinating yeah, but it is a hard watch it. like there's yeah. some rhetoric in it that's disgusting the fact that they interview him and he's justifying it sounds um, fascinating yeah yeah they do speak as well though to as i said his daughter and uh, one of his victims who was actually not one of his children but the children of a friend of his and they also talk a lot american child yeah and they also talk a lot to his peers in the scientific community about kind of like for example like when the charges were first raised the outpouring of support for him was incredible. Like his his brothers going through all these boxes in a basement and being like, "These are all letters from highly respected scientists defending Caddyshack Shack,
4: defending him, and saying this is and impossible." Saying, okay, it's suggesting now that of this, course, these are
3: lies. When he then came out and was like, "If a young boy comes in, oh, I don't want to say it. Actually, he just says such gross stuff. Um, that g- like g- gives a small, you just know, he that basically is kind of like seducing oh, me." The, yes,
4: gotcha. yes. Well, that's, that's an age old fucking fuck pedophile's argument, isn't it? The yeah. tr- uh, the, she came on to me Or he came oh, on to so me Oh yeah. it's horrific yeah. absolutely Like
3: hilariously um, I also For any Readers of fiction out there The People in the Trees Is like a mesmerising read it's, It is hard, tough as well But it's a really Really incredible book oh, And yeah. uh, so oh, that is God. Some fun uh, Harrowing disease stuff Absolutely fascinating Yeah Disgusting and Also to all our Actual researcher And scientist listeners I apologize for any uh, factual inaccuracies there. I don't there. think it just
4: sounds like you did a brilliant job I did there. try. Yeah.
3: Everybody's just trying.
4: We're all trying. Fuck, that's tough though. So. Yeah.
5: What's happening with you, Cassie? <laughs> um, I have a tale about a man who pulls off a excellent heist and seems to have gotten away with it entirely. Ah, oh, so like a happy story. Come on.
3: Victimless crime
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> for what So this is a story about a man called uh, Dan Cooper, which a lot of people suspect Fake name is the is the inspiration behind the famous Don Draper. Oh. um even though their stories seem to have no massive uh, crossover. Basically, on Thanksgiving Eve on November 24th, 1971, A middle-aged man carrying a black case approached the flight counter of the Northwest Orient Airlines at Portland International Airport. He identified himself as Dan Cooper and used cash to purchase a one-way ticket on flight 305, a 30-minute trip north to Seattle. He boarded the aircraft, a Boeing 727, and took seat 18C. Cooper was a quiet man who appeared to be in his mid-40s, he was wearing a business suit and a black tie and white shirt, and he ordered himself a bourbon and soda just as the flight was about to take off. The flight was approximately one third full, and shortly after takeoff, he took a folded piece of paper and he handed it to Florence Schaffner, the flight attendant. She put it in her pocket, didn't think much of it, um, assuming that he was just trying to give her his phone number.
3: Such as 70s energy.
5: Yeah. Um. So she dropped it unopened into her purse and then he leaned forward and he said Miss you better take a look at that I have a bomb
3: (gasps) Oh yes I've got something in my
5: pocket for you (laughs) Uh, So the note was printed in all caps with a felt-tip pen Um, The exact wording isn't precisely known what was on the note because he took the note back off the air hostess Schaffner when she had read it I love the fact that
4: he was like she's not going to open that I'm gonna have to just say it. Oh my Miss, suave note yeah, is being exactly. ruined. Um, <laughs> my plan is for excuse me, would you mind just looking could yeah. you just look at the note? Could you just play along exactly. just please read it?
5: Um so basically the, the note said that he had a bomb in his briefcase um and he demanded two hundred thousand dollars in negotiable negotiable American currency. Basically the equivalent of about a million
4: quid. And she just thought she'd have it on her.
5: Well, that the airline would be able to to get it it right. Um, And he opened his briefcase and in it she could see uh, something with red wires, red insulation, a cylindrical battery, scary things that you would see on an airplane. The note also demanded four parachutes, two primary and two reserve, um, and for there to be a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the aircraft once they landed there. so Schnafler went into the pilot, into the cockpit. And uh, when she returned, Cooper was wearing dark sunglasses. But basically the pilot... <laughs> really? I've enabled cool mode. He's just like...
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's that mean when the sunglasses fall down?
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, The pilot, William Scott, contacted the uh, airport traffic control and the federal authorities and the airline... Um, The airline. And they all agreed that they would... Just cooperate With him Okay, They'd be like Yeah we'll get your We'll get your $200,000 How many we'll people on board? Like, um, 200 or so Probably About a third full Of, of a Boeing 727 Maybe yeah. 120 uh, Enough More leg room back then Yeah
3: mm-hmm. um, And they were all smoking oh, I remember those I remember smoking I'm um, like smoking Thir- Without sorry. any kind of sense Thirsty, of There was only 36 Guilt free smoke Nothing yeah, we've ever tasted
5: <laughs> Imagine having a bourbon Imagine. And uh, Deadly the, the and, and, and the a cigarette on a plane. free cigarette mm-hmm. um, All right, so the the so there's 36 other passengers, and they were told there'd be a minor delay when they arrived in Seattle because of a, a minor mechanical difficulty. Um, but they a- authorized payment of the ransom and ordered all employees to cooperate fully
4: with the hijackers' demand. Uh, wow. they do you reckon anyone on the plane knew what was happening? No, even the people sitting next. I mean. Why
3: was he suddenly Wearing sunglasses <laughs> I think that
5: would draw A bit of attention
3: thing of all Yeah So they did not contact Like the FBI or anything
5: No they did contact the FBI So oh, the sorry. FBI were going to be In Seattle But they were all like yeah, We're, we're gonna, just going to give him We're going to give him What he wants If he lets all the If he lets
4: all the other people off Or at least right? tell him That's what we're going to do
5: Yeah and like And one of the air hostesses Describes him as being uh, he wasn't nervous at all he just seemed rather nice he wasn't cruel or nasty he was thoughtful and calm all the time he ordered a second bourbon and soda uh, paid for his drink
3: paid for his drink well there's a drink he's not buying
5: attempted (laughs) to give this is Tina Mucklow another flight attendant attempted to give Tina the change
4: (laughs) (laughs) this is very civilised
5: he offered to request meals for the flight crew during the time that they'd be grounded in Seattle while they refueled did you get
4: the sense That he understood How planes And refueling And the whole Oh yeah like He
5: he knows that they're Going to be on the ground For like two hours That he's going to be Sitting on the plane Right He
3: doesn't want any Of the flight crew Getting hangry So Let's keep it amicable
5: Yeah The FBI Assembled the ransom money Uh, 10,000 unmarked $20 bills Um, But they had Serial numbers on them uh, which is crafty. obviously common And um, they trust the FBI And sure. oh, they made think they're playing the game But
4: they
3: not All money has serial numbers Don't they Yeah Yeah but I suppose They noted the serial numbers Yeah they did <laughs> They
5: took photographs Of the um time mean, assuming Whenever those. I go
3: to Dundrum Town Centre And I have to take a photograph Of where I parked the car Oh yeah clever Top tip for you all
5: Excellent right um so at 5:24 p.m. Uh, he was informed that his demands had been met and the aircraft landed in Seattle Tacoma Airport. Um, it was more than an hour after sunset and Cooper instructed Scott to taxi the jet to an isolated brightly lit section um, and close each window's shade. So Everyone's in the still cabin, the plane. okay. No. He does let the other people off though. So he closes down all the shades so that they can't get him with a sniper, clever man. Um so they give him the money in a cash filled backpack and his parachutes um, via. So they gave them to Tina and she brought them up the stairs and she uh, she delivered them to Cooper. Then he orders all passengers um Schnafner, the original flight attendant and senior flight attendant Alice An- Hancock to leave the plane. So it's him, Tina and the pilot still on the plane. During the, refueling, uh, during the refueling, Cooper outlined his flight plan to the cockpit crew, a southeast course towards Mexico City at the minimum airspeed possible without stalling the aircraft, approximately 100 knots, which is a, 185 kilometers, at a maximum of 10,000 foot, which I think is where, like, that's a good flight for, for, for parachuting. Yeah, yeah, um,
3: they fly at about 30,000 regular jumbo jets yeah. like Larry lawn chair Larry was at about 10,000 that's right
5: yeah, yeah. so uh, he demanded that the cabin be left remain unpressurized. so like he knew what he was doing mm. do you know he said that the um, the uh, wings flaps were to be lowered by 15 degrees to keep the pre- the cabin unpressurized, Uh to he done some googling to yeah, yeah to In remain to keep the landing gear deployed um, so basically that he could easily open uh, open the door so um, when they informed Cooper that the aircraft's range was limited to approximately 1,000 miles under the specified flight configuration, which meant a second refueling would be necessary before Uh-oh. entering Mexico, Cooper and the crew discussed options and agreed Nevada as the refueling stop. Um, so basically, he instructed them to take off then, and um, it all seemed to be going really fucking well for him, right? <laughs> so did, they could. To- Nirvana. So headed he's to Nevada, Nevada but oh. to go to Mexico.
3: Yeah.
5: Um. So, I'm so with him
3: do we all feel really with Dan, him? I'm like, you. Do you also do sense you that he's coop? eating the shit out of the free peanuts? <laughs> yeah. He's gotta so, hydrate, but Don. he's paid his Don. bill Like,
4: mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose
3: he's and just been, he's given been, 200, been really 000. nice to everybody.
4: So everybody is probably with him as well. What's the What's the syndrome where you start kind of rooting for your kidnapper? Stockholm yeah. syndrome, right? Actually,
5: was Yeah. Paddy Hurst yeah so at approximately seven forty, the flight took off five people on board cooper pilot scott flight attendant mucklow co-pilot ratzagatz and flight engineer he anderson um they two fighter aircrafts were were scrambled together and they followed behind the airliner one above and one below out of cooper's view mm. um But after takeoff, Cooper told Mucklow, Tina, to join the rest of the crew in the cockpit and remain there with the door closed. So he's the only guy in the main thing. Right. Um, And as she as she started moving towards the cockpit, she observed him tying something around his waist. At approximately 8 p.m., so only 20 minutes after they'd been airborne again, the warning light flashed in the cockpit, (gasps) indicating that the air stair apparatus had been activated. The crew's offer assistance via the aircraft intercom system was curtly refused and they noticed a change of air pressure (gasps) indicating that the door had been opened. He was going. (gasps) Right. Um, So, he obviously jumped out of the... Where was he over? (laughs) Airplane. Uh, he was somewhere between Seattle and Nevada. Before That's they, they agreed. Before but I like got they... only 20 minutes in the air, right? Okay. So uh, they took note of that. They went and they checked the, the cabin and realized that he was gone. Yep. He'd been gone. He'd taken the money and off he went. He'd been gone, right? Amazing. Now, so that was in 1971. <gasps> Are you going to tell us? <gasps> they never found him.
4: Never found him. This is fucking amazing.
5: They had never, never found him so
4: he he did it he did it he got he away with successfully it successfully right? got no, a million quid I mean then you'd be kicking yourself you'd be like why didn't I ask for more they're always double the opening offer yeah um, they just agreed too
3: easily he did a real woman on it <laughs> yeah he under did, like undercharged <laughs> there was well, me one on
5: it. so last year there was a, a man died called Robert Rackstraw who um like in 2019 yeah who was one of the main suspects of being Dan. Because obviously Dan Cooper wasn't his real name. But surely they could just identify And they never had any
3: pictures of him or anything.
5: But there's there's drawings of him, right? Um, But he... Sunglasses. Yeah, he wears (laughs) his sunglasses. Cool mode. Um, But basically... Engaged. (laughs) They never... uh, No one knows... Oh, Cassie! Oh, They've just such so a feel special. good. Sure <laughs> okay? I know, but, I like it. Though. Sorry, because because there's loads of fucking armchair um, oh, sleuths. Of you we're the like theories. trying to figure it out, right? So in sometime time, I think in 2016, they uh, they found a parachute um, strap somewhere that cuz like they searched the area obviously found no trace from no trace of anybody landing by parachute but sometime later they found a parachute strap that they think could have been uh from the parachute that he deployed um but the ransom money <laughs>
3: sorry can you hear that Cass? Yeah. tiny sorry, baby squeaky. it's a baby just like i think just cranking a shit out he's asleep Is he? yeah oh god sorry guys. cranking a shit out the
5: um the, the ransom money was never never found like they never <gasps> traced it back into the system <gasps> no
3: way but like he what could have what does that mean that, that it nobody a, ever put it in a bank or he laundered it
4: he laundered it or like it smart was smart guy he wasn't about to just spent fucking like, deposit it in his local AIB yeah do you know that way so he must have d- and he was talking about Mexico as well and sure all you'd have to do is take those dollars to Mexico I'm sure I mean I don't think that the US they government would be able to track it don't you think Um, I think your money would go a bit further over there as well down in Mexico pick up a a villa oh yeah 100 grand less way less than the 70s maybe 60 50 grand (laughs) and then you'd have the extra 150 grand to live out the rest of your life hopefully being a nice generous and kind person and it's yeah
5: Um, yeah it's just fascinating it seems that he got away so that guy that they that died last year they suspected it was him uh, he said that his his coal kind of like bag was that he was a, a veteran. Um, it was never, never been proven to him. The FBI kind of turned to people they called citizen investigators, which are just your armchair salutes. Nice that they uh, the, the people are obsessed with trying to to find out. Obviously, it's the greatest story of all time. In 1980, a boy found a package of twenty dollar <gasps> bills along the Colombian River, Colombian River, and um, that did match some of the ransom money serial numbers. Um, what state is that? So, Near Columbia Nerva- River. I don't know. Near I guess I wouldn't even If it was they, in a river It could have washed anywhere not, Okay gotcha yeah, So it's like some of the theories But some of the theories was that like, he he just uh, Buried money to come back to it later on Or Shawshack
4: redemption style Yeah
3: or That it fell out of amazing. but uh, Amazing yeah.
4: Amazing like success
3: I'm so happy for him And he
4: didn't, didn't kill anyone
3: And getting a contact high from the story Yeah
4: I let everyone go And he was really nice to the Yeah, yeah And yeah, he like, paid
3: for his drink
4: I know
5: And he seemed like um, Tried to
4: tip what was her name? Katie, Tina,
5: Tina. Tina. The Washington Post um, reported that there were like a thousand suspects, but like no one ever came uh, came close to it. Um, it's just
4: amazing. Good, man good, clean Cooper. Fun. It is, a, but amazing. But his knowledge. You see, you prepare to. What's that phrase? Prepare to prepare and prepare to fail. Fail, fail to, to prepare, prepare, and prepare to, fail. to fail. Well, he did the opposite of. He <laughs> followed that. <laughs> He prepared well, did his homework, knew everything that was going to happen, had a clear plan. I do Crucially, know he didn't probably... rely on another fucking person. No getaway car. That we know of. You know, that's always the weak link that yeah, we know of, sure. Yeah. But, you, you know, when you look at heists or you, you're like, oh, there's always fucking Charlie who just freaks out. His shit. Forgets the car keys. Yeah. Crashes the fucking car on the way home. You know, some Egypt.
5: He left a necktie on huh? his necktie on the plane and there was traces DNA? of titanium now on it. DNA. And they believe that this particular type of metal proves that he had worked for Boeing as an engineer. Ah, or had or been on a plane, on at, plane at some, some point. Yeah yeah, 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 that he was he had been, <laughs> he did a knowledge. I mean, it would explain his knowledge of how they well, were yeah. to, um, to 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 uh, to to fly. I think, um, though,
3: more than even just knowledge, he just had gumption. Yeah he just yeah, Great gumption
4: him. Huge dick energy Now from this gentleman
3: Jesus I mean he could give Some kind of You know Imposter syndrome Be gone workshop
4: yeah. Or a TED
3: talk I think it's all in the shades Oh where's my shades I would shades? love a TED talk From this guy God damn it Yeah I mean the And that
5: the, the parachute strap Was only 2017 I think um, oh, That they damn. found it So like Probably not His but just one of those fantastic. Absolutely. He got away with it. I'm assuming he lived a happy life. He could still be alive. Like he I could, because he be. They said changing. like mid,
3: mid. Okay, he'd be really. So he was in his 40s. Yeah, yeah. Like how fucking the self restraint of not bragging. Amazing. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Maybe. this your child, baby is creaking. If anyone's he's creaking. He's like, we just need some WD-40. He's asleep, but yeah. just creaking. Just having a nice That's his buzz. grand old time. He just creaks all night. Whatever
4: he's wearing, I want to be wearing. I know. He just dressed him as a snowflake.
3: <laughs> it's so cuddly. It's lovely. That was... Brilliant, thank
4: you, Cassie. Absolutely satisfying, enjoyed.
3: and Th- it really was like a nice uplift yeah. after all the awful. I have a
4: nice one. What time, what are we left on this episode? Another, uh, go for it. Okay, here's my Twitter feed. You sent me this. Thank you for this. Oh, gift. a listener sent it to us. Uh, I'd read this already.
3: Aha, excellent.
4: Um, uh, so I did enjoy this story previously. I remember looking at it in the early days of the creep dive and being like, Oh, it's not dark enough, but actually, it's just brilliant. Anyway, here we go. Let's see if I can get the date it was written. Can't remember. (laughs) I'm going to put him on a tit. The Twitter man who wrote this, Dean Lyons, is his name, at Dean Lyons. Mm -hmm. Lyons, L-I-N-E-S. Anyway, here he goes. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. When I was 14, me and a few classmates would wag French class and hide out in the soundproof drum room until lunchtime.
3: What did everyone call wagging? Hopping. Bunking off? Yeah. And skipping. What did you call it, young one?
4: Uh, Like dossing, dossing. Of school. I never did it, so I don't know. Oh, Scarlet. So this went on for a few weeks when one day we discovered a trap door beneath the carpeted tile floor under the drum kit. So we, of course, opened the trap door. <gasps> don't you open that trap door. You're a fool if you dare. Still too young. A lot of people <laughs> are think oh, know what the fuck you're talking about? So it turned out it was access to a hatch. It was... An access hatch to a series of small tunnels, giving access to the heating pipes that ran through the school. Small, but big enough to get our ha- on our hands and knees and crawl around a bit. So on the first day, we got about fifty meters in before turning back. We were all filthy from doing it, but it was a thrill being underneath classrooms and hearing lessons going on above. That's actually the old. That's fucking amazing. Wouldn't it be in school? You'd be like, holy shit, mm. this is good. So, that's when I had an idea that became an obsession. So you see, our high school was horse horse shoe shaped, symmetrical. So every room on one wing had a direct opposite. So the opposite room to the soundproof drum room on the other side of the shoehorn, the vending machine store room. And I figured if there was an access hatch in the drum room, there would be one in its mirror. Mm -hmm. This one leading to an Aladdin's cave of chocolate and sweets This
3: school's amazing It's fantastic
4: So it would be the perfect heist Mm -hmm. The door locked We'd rock up from beneath the floor Grab as much as we can And sneak back out Only problem was We had to make it the full length Of the entire horseshoe shaped building to get there (gasps) Crawling under dozens of classrooms and offices So we planned this shit like a military operation took us three weeks (laughs) figuring out (laughs) it's just so so, way too long. long. Uh, (laughs) No, it's so worth it. (laughs) So what else are they (laughs) asking? Figuring out how far it was about a quarter mile. Mm. Uh, How long it would take to crawl on hands and knees.
3: I'm picturing them doing drills, kind of pre-dawn, crawling quarter of a mile to yeah. time it.
4: So they had tor- weird torches, changes of clothes, bags and even a knife. Should we have to cut through the carpet to get in the other side? <laughs> Very Should clever. Should we have
3: to kill someone and eat them?
4: I love like close confinement, loads of children.
3: Knives.
4: And knives. So the day came. There were six of us. One would stay in the drum room to keep an eye on the door while the others would head into the tunnels, figuring we could get in and out inside of a 45 minute lesson. So they would stash the sweets and be in our next class creating an alibi if needed. Very good. So off we went. I was second in line, my mate Matty just ahead and three behind me. Matty was first, as he had one of those torches on a headband. <laughs> <laughs> I had some giant upright fake army thing that was weak as shit. Torch, I presume. Yeah. Uh, right away, things were off. Right away, things were off. The heating was now on. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. So it was off the first time we were down there. Now we had red hot pipes running alongside, inches from our faces. <laughs> What started out with nervous giggling and hushed jokes was now serious as a heart attack and kind of scary. So, we were like 10 minutes deep and under the science labs. We could hear a science lesson going on above as we turned our first corner, losing all side of the drum room trapdoor. And that's when Matty's headband torch ran out of batteries. So, I had to give him mine to continue and we moved on. About five minutes later, it happened. I felt my hand push into something wet and soggy. Now, these were concrete tunnels and up until now it had been bone dry, very dusty. I get George behind me to shine his torch by my left hand to see what it was. It was a dead fox. I had pushed my hand through its rotting chest cavity. My black, my hand, black with half rotten blood and flesh. I started to retch. (laughs) Maddie in front spins and the torch lit panic sees me holding my hand out and then the face of a fox its dried lips pulled back revealing sharp yellow teeth Matty started screaming (laughs) thinking it's attacking us we completely lost our shit everybody screaming bumping into burning pipes which in turn makes us scream in shock and pain and no room to turn around we can only back up at speed moving blind bumping into each other swearing, bickering all the way back to the drum room (laughs) We must have passed under at least 10 <laughs> classrooms where everyone can hear all these crazy sounds coming from the floor. Oh. But amazingly, we got back to the drum room, grab all our shit, get out of there before we got caught. The heist had failed, but we lived to fight another day. So a week later, we came back even more prepared. <laughs> this time with stolen gloves and, and masks from the science lab and a fucking dustpan and brush oh. I can't remember whose idea that was to <laughs> clean up any mess we bump into this stuff such a weird thing to bring <laughs> so do you know what it was it was somebody who's just didn't have a thing a job <laughs> like they I'll needed. I'll be the brush dustpan be
3: mirror yeah or was it just like scoop the remains of the fox out of the way I maybe mean, yeah, yeah okay okay yeah like that does scraper? make
4: sense um so, uh, here we She's go. Amazing. Nothing was going to get between us and the sweets in the storeroom. <laughs> or so we thought. The day of French glass comes. We're all ready to fuck out, to duck out as usual. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, Dean Lyons. When an emergency assembly is called. Turns out that despite our vow of secrecy between us, word Aww. was out <gasps> about the tunnels and the plan. I mean, it was over for them. That morning, the music teacher was preparing for class. She steps into the drum room to find the carpet pulled back the trap door open. Twenty eight kids were (laughs) down the hatch. (laughs) It was a fucking free for all. Everybody knew about the tunnels. Turns out there was one in the boys changing rooms, too. And the kids were going down there as well. They had to call the fucking fire brigade. Fire brigade. And then a police dog handler to make sure no kids were still down there. It was fucking madness. The entire school was warned off looking for more access points, told of the dangers of the tunnel and that anyone caught down there would be suspended permanently. So yeah, that was the incident in my high school. So this came from a call out. Does anyone have an incident? The incident, In yeah. high school or in second school? That was beautiful. Like the Goonies. Oh. An absolute epic. I loved the, the music teacher just like, what? The <laughs> fuck? Getting one kid out and be like and
3: oh, How many are coming? down there?
4: Yeah. Just all scalded against the pipe,
3: <laughs> covered in dead fox. Oh, oh.
4: vile.
5: Beautiful. Um,
3: it really reminded me of our tunnel in our school. Yeah, what was it, sorry? Do you remember that? Kind of. Um, was it up above? It was in the sixth house room, yeah, there was four classes. Two on the bottom, two on top. That's right. Remember, so you used to go into this one section of our school where you could walk downstairs to two classes or you could walk up another set of stairs to two that were directly above. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, And they all had windows looking out onto where you were standing if you were outside them. It was kind of weird, wasn't it? Anyway, if you went downstairs and you went into the classroom on the left and into a little storage cupboard that was kind of to the right of the whiteboard, um, you could... Climb up into the ceiling there, and into a tunnel space that was between the two levels. So you were at the floor height of that's the upper right. class or the ceiling height ah, of the lower okay. class. That's right. And we had great times in there. Could you remember being One in period? The, yeah. Shane T. Adlam. Yeah. Stayed in that that's cavity our, meowing. That's right. For the entire class. Forty minutes. And people. Not fucking Work out find where the, the fuck couch. it was coming
4: from. They couldn't. Absolutely it brilliant. It
3: was driving them demented. Great. And he had a really good meow. A great height Excellent.
4: Well done to Shane T. Adlam. <laughs> he was famous. He made a computer game once with me and Sophie and we were fighting each other with syringes. Jesus. Yeah. He pressed the space bar. We said some. We had like a couple of lines We'd say each it was like was a like beta Ho,
3: ho, ho, ho That's yeah, right Yeah I think yeah. one of us Got to call the other a ho And the yeah. other one was like You bitch, you yeah. bitch I don't it know was It brilliant. was actually Incredibly ambitious project that? For a 13 year old Thank
4: you Shane Thanks Shane Well thank know. you all For coming Thanks for listening Don't forget
3: To patronise us Do you consider us. a patronization creep dive
4: If you're looking at Your patrons I was doing this year, I was like Okay who am I patronising here and you're looking to drop somebody. Yeah, don't drop us. Maybe take us up and drop somebody else.
3: Yeah, why not give us them? Yeah. So just consider... Do if you, you do that? Because I floated around between a few people. Not yet.
4: I just feel like you I you know everybody. I sort of know everybody I patronize. So I think it'd be a bit awkward if I... Who do you patronize? I'm not going to tell everyone. You have to tell us off. Well, right? I patronize... No, no, I won't. I won't say. But if it would be awkward if then I just didn't one day. Because maybe I have recently undid a thing. I don't know, it's
3: very, you get stuck in these fucking loops. No, I haven't, no, I'm not saying that. If you're considering another patronising, bandwagons. Oh yeah, very good, solid. I can love them.
4: Yeah. And if
5: you want just to give us more money, go to roguecollective.ie where you get a different type Mm. of media. We write things there. There are recipes. There are some incredible creators on that platform. And for four euro a month you can access four pieces straight into your inbox Every i write week? there mm-hmm. sophie writes there jen presents the podcast sophie presents the podcast louise bruton's writing there louise McSharry's writing there sarah griff taran de fanula jones from bandwagons it is a beautiful little sunday morning read that um, i also highly recommend fantastic
4: <laughs> all right see you next
5: week bye, bye.